0: Hello, my little silkies. Um, Okay, so I was supposed to do a podcast this week with Wuxley Coats, but due to this COVID-19 madness, we decided to postpone. But I wanted to go ahead and record an episode anyway. I haven't done a monologue podcast episode in a few months now. I've been doing a lot of just interviews. But I thought, why not? Let's talk about COVID. So here we go feel like there's going to be a lot of editing in this <laughs> wait can you like swear on this Duh. it's like two artists trying to figure out technology what are we thinking <laughs> we sort of switch gears here also want to give a huge shout out to jessica panetta who is the official sponsor of the dose of d podcast conceptual event society is her pr company she does everything from social media to event planning to fashion shows and management Um, she is great if you're looking to get some more press and some more buzz for your brand especially if you're a fashion brand Um, get in touch with her follow her on instagram conceptual event society Before we start off, and I said this on my Instagram page as well, I am not about the fear mongreling. I think that's the right word. But I haven't talked about COVID at all on Instagram because I'm trying to keep that a safe space and an escape for people. But I don't want to be tone deaf and not have anything from the d silky camp talking about this at all. So we'll talk about it here. Now, I want to start off by saying that I consider myself to be a fairly educated person. I have a college education. I'm constantly listening to podcasts, reading business books, um, webinars. Like I'm always, I'm always, updating my my learning. But I don't know if the glue from the macaroni and glue projects at the craft college I went to got to my head. But two weeks ago, I thought that the coronavirus COVID-19 was a conspiracy theory. I'm not joking. I thought it was a conspiracy theory. I thought that it all had to do with the stock markets and like The Illuminati was somehow involved in my conspiracy theory that I was concocting in my head and they were controlling the stocks and, and, you know, making a mountain out of a molehill with this COVID-19 and really scaring people. And I don't know. I had this whole plan in my head. I also recently like just started to become interested in stocks. I know nothing about stocks, literally nothing, but it was weird because two or three weeks ago I had two different guys just voluntarily start talking to me about the stocks. This was before it crashed. And at first I was like, oh, like when the first guy started telling me about it, I was like, oh, this, this is interesting, but it also sounds really scary. Uh, I should probably start saving money to put into the stock market and also make sure that I am living on the bare minimum because we're going to go into a recession. And then a week after that, I I met this other guy, I actually met this guy on TikTok And he was like, we're going to get, we're going to go into a recession any day now. And I was like, man, this is weird. I'm hearing this a lot. And then a week later, boom, the stock markets crashed. Um, So I've been really trying to not think about this stuff. I'm trying not to watch the news, not in like a burying my head under the sand kind of way and like pretending that all of this is not happening. But I'm also just trying to really monitor all of the negativity that's going into my brain because adding to your stress level is like the worst thing you can do right now. Like becoming stressed out and anxious is not going to help anybody. That doesn't help you at all. It doesn't change anything that's happening. So I'm really just trying to keep things light and fluffy But it's been a bit of a weird, it's a weird thing for me. Um, I'm typically realistic erring on the side of negativity, but this year I've really tried to be more positive. And whenever I hear a negative track in my head, I deliberately turn it around and like change it and pivot to something more uplifting. And I think a lot of times in life, and I'm really going down the rabbit hole right now for, you know, existentialism, but I think a lot of situations in life two or more things can be true at the same time. So it really, as cheesy as this sounds, it really is how you choose to look at things. And do you want to look at the glass half empty or half full? So... I've been trying to do that, and I've been doing it for a few months, That so I think I've developed some really good habits, thankfully just in time for the coronavirus, and okay, you know it's getting bad when TikTok starts to freak out, so I have become a TikToker this year, I actually had one of my posts go viral, it's now up to over 500,000 views, and... When this coronavirus came, and I'm, I'm flip-flopping between coronavirus and COVID-19. I don't know, like, w- when we decided to, like, become, all of us become MDs and use the fancy name. I don't know why we're still not calling it Corona. Did Corona, like, issue a lawsuit and say, you guys are hurting our brand image? Like, we need to call it COVID-19? Like, I don't understand. But anyways, um, so what was I talking about? But when all this came out, of course... Facebook just freaking out like the, the demographic of Facebook they of course are the ones that would freak out so I stopped looking on Facebook and Instagram was a safe place and then Instagram people started freaking out and I was like wow okay uh I guess I'm spending all of my time on TikTok now and TikTok was like the last safe place and there wasn't a whole lot of content on there about COVID but the stuff that was was like really just light-hearted making fun of it kind of making fun of people who were taking it seriously and they were overreacting and it was just funny and now it's like you're scrolling and every TikTok is about is about the the outbreak and some of it's funny and some of it's scary and some of it's sad and it's just like wow like (laughs) okay now it's time to be like shit so I uh I stopped going to Starbucks you guys know that's huge for me I get a Starbucks every single day I'm on day two without a box and uh, first world problems, but it's terrible. I got those um, instant coffees, those Starbucks instant coffees. They're disgusting. I couldn't even finish my coffee today. It was, it was sick. It was gross. It was, it was terrible. So that's been COVID for me. Um, Besides that, I have been planning for months to launch the Money Coat. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram at DSilky, you guys know that I have been planning this project for months now. Um, I've wanted to do... Actually, I'll tell you guys the story because I haven't told you the story yet. So sorry if I'm talking fast. So probably in the summertime... I think it was around the time I was doing the confetti jackets, so it would have been the summer. I was really trying to figure out, like, what problem does my fashion solve? Because I was looking into applying for different, like, fashion programs. And it's, even though it's it's creative and it's about fashion, it's still very much operated like a business. And with any business, that's, like one of the first things you have to figure out, like, what is your product solving? Who is it helping? Who's going to want to buy this product? And I've been struggling with that for so long. I'm like, I don't know. It's fashion, man. Like, I just want to wear it because it looks cool. Like, does this have to have a deeper meaning? Like, come on. But it definitely does if you want to make money. So I was like, well, you know what? A coat seems kind of obvious. Like, a coat keeps you warm. Does a job, and not only that, but I want to make a colorful coat because most coats are navy, black, forest green, burgundy, and red. Like that's be real. There might be a white coat, but that's like it's pretty standard. Um, And. I thought, why not I do like a silky version, a silky version of the coat so it'll be really colorful and really out there and it'll be a statement piece and it'll be so crazy and beautiful and a pop of like fresh air that people will want to wear this coat as an outfit because in, let's face it, in Canada... We are covered up so much of the year by our outer layers, and that's what we see every single day is this big bulky coat. Why not make it something that we want to put on and that we feel fabulous in and that we could wear out to an event and not worry about having to take it off really fast to be able to show off our outfit because the coat in itself is the outfit. How amazing would that be? And so I started thinking about it and I had an idea and I wanted to use this like plastic shell and it would be see-through and then inside it would be silk and it would be magenta and maybe I would even cut up pieces of silk and then sew it together into like a landscape and use fabric as a painting and then have a have a plastic layer on top of it to fight off the cold and to make the the silk safe from the snow and the rain and and keep your you know, keep yourself isolated and warm. But it'll be this really unique piece. And then I went to um, the Shangri-La Hotel, which side note, okay, my family on my dad's side, we all have this thing where we give people nicknames or places nicknames. And sometimes it kind of makes sense. And the general public knows what we're talking about. But sometimes it's completely random. For example, my cousin has a dog, and the dog's name is Marty, and my uncle, Peter, calls it Stephen, like, because, and he calls it Stephen Fox, because her dog looks like a fox, and he knows a man named Stephen Fox. Like, like to, to everybody else, people would be like, why does your uncle call your dog Marty Stephen Fox but like I kind of get it to the point where now I call Marty Stephen Fox so it's just like a weird thing that our family does so when I first moved to Toronto i always be talking about the Shangri-La I was like oh the Shangri-La we're gonna go to the Shang the Shangri-La like I just I don't know I thought it was such a funny word to say Fast forward two and a half years later, my dad came to visit me, and I was like, Oh, dad, because my dad's a musician. I'm like, I want to take you to the Shangri La. They play the piano in the lobby. We can have a nice drink. And he was like, Oh, we're going to the Shangri La. So it's like, So, and he had no idea I did this too. So it was just so funny that both of us do that. It's such a Simon's thing. It's a weird thing that we have. I don't know, but I love it. I love that we will. This is kind of morbid, but I took it a step further, and I was like, Man, if my dad ever dies, like, what a nice story that we both thought the Shangri La was a funny name. Anyways, I digress. So I went to the Shang with a friend of mine who's a designer and uh, we had a really, really beautiful afternoon just having tea and coffee and talking about the industry. And I was, you know, all dolled up and I had my Dylan Lex jewels on and I had like a power suit and like, like heels and I had a really nice brimmed hat and I went to the washroom and for anyone who's been to the Shang, the washrooms there are gorgeous. They're just... I don't know, they're so opulent, and the lighting is gorgeous, and I I was washing my hands, and I looked in the mirror, and the way that the light caught my necklace, and I was wearing all black, and I just was like, wow, like, this is a really pretty image and color palette, and it's just so sparkly and elegant and sophisticated. Screw the magenta coat. Let's do, like, black opulence metal hardware gorgina coat, and... I don't, and then I don't know how I came up with this like m- idea of putting money in the coat. I think I was just thinking, how can I like zhuzh it up? Because I don't want to do just a black coat because then I'm like every other coat on the market. Like, how can I make it like, ooh, you know what I mean? So I don't even remember how I got the idea of money, but uh, something I've also been toying with is you know becoming like a a more rounded storyteller I've always been obsessed with stories people that know me have definitely heard me ask for a story at least once if not 500 times and I just thought like how can I tell stories with my art and with the confetti collection it was really a story of you know, people throwing a word—the word the word sustainability around and not knowing what that means. You know, we don't have that, like sustainability and sustainable fashion, like we don't have regulations put in place in the industry yet. So it is something that it's, we're still figuring out what that means. Um, for example, some people think that sustainability is using cotton and organic fibers, um, but other people feel like that's actually bad for the environment because it uses so much water. So we're still figuring that out wow, I'm talking a lot. This is why I don't like doing monologue episodes. I get self-conscious about how much I'm talking. Um, But anyways, I thought, why not just, you know what? F it. It. I'm so sick of all the money I have just sitting in my living room and in inventory that's not selling. Let's just go crazy. Let's just, just like just to be funny. Like let's just put a thousand dollars cash in a coat. Why not? My original goal was actually ten thousand, but I was like, okay, I don't know if I can raise ten grand for this, but I could. I could do a thousand. I could do a thousand. Anything less than that, it's like not really showy enough. It's not as impactful. It's got to be at least a grand. So for months I've been planning this and keeping it a secret because I, I knew, I knew I was onto something. I was like, this is all of me in this piece. This has like my thoughtful side and the side of me that, you know, is always looking for justice in the world. Um, Which, you know, is obviously the message of the struggles that Canadian designers have, our struggle with competing with fast fashion brands, our struggle with, um, you know, this whole sustainable movement. And what does that mean? And, and, and can you, uh, whatever, that's a whole other tangent. But, um, if you go to desilkey.com, I have a couple blog posts outlining more details of the money coat, which really goes into details, but I won't get into it now. But anyways, it's got that side. It's also got the sense of humor and just the total campy, outrageous shock value side of me. Um, you know, like the big dick energy side, like we're just going to stuff it with cash. Uh, and then it's also, the way I've designed it, I'm so happy with it from an aesthetic perspective. I love the, the design that I've come up with. And it's not, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have done clothing that has like a money motif where it's actually made out of money. But I think this is a little bit different because it's going to have a background, you're going to be able to see like a black background in it. Um, and, and a lot of other like meaning, um, sorry, and I'm, I'm a lot of other elements as well. And if you want to, if you haven't seen The Money Coat, you can go to desilky.com and you can see a sketch that uh, very talented fashion illustrator Sabina Fenn made. So Sabina did the illustration um, so that I can use that to show you guys what it is I'll be making and what you're donating to. So fast forward and I pick March 17th as my launch date. I wanted February, but I was a little bit behind and for all these other reasons I pick St. Patrick's Day and then this coronavirus gets more and more and more serious and starts picking up more and more buzz and it's becoming less of a joke and it's becoming a real issue and my best friend she's a nurse in the ER. Amy who's like my sister is a doctor and so I am healthy and Ryan's healthy and we're both young and if we were to get sick you know we would probably bounce back quickly but a lot of people aren't And we have a lot of old people in our country um, that wouldn't be able to bounce back as easily. And then I think about all of the people too who are like recovering from surgery or who are in chemotherapy, whose immune systems are compromised. And like that's a concern that I think about the people in the healthcare system and them getting run down. I think about people getting sick and just needing to go to the hospital and the hospital being totally flooded. And so I just, it's been it's been tough because I've, I've held off on this. Like I said, I don't want to create panic. I don't want to be talking about it on my Instagram page because everybody's talking about it. And I know people are freaking out and have severe anxiety and I want to create a space where they can kind of have like a break from that. But as a human being, I'm like, is that the right choice? Like, am I being tone deaf? Am I not being responsible? Am I not being empathetic? And after some soul searching, I, I feel really good about my decision to keep my Instagram page a safe space and to continue on with my Money Coat campaign because I have had so many people reach out to me and say, Dee, I'm so happy you're doing this and that you went forward with the launch because this is so positive and it just shows, like, you know, what good can come out of this. And the night before I launched, I actually came into my bedroom and I kneeled on the floor and had my head on my bed and I prayed and I was crying and I just thought, and I'm going to get emotional, but I just thought this could be an even added layer to this project. This is a crowdfunding project. I need the community, my community, the people in Canada to be supporting the Money Coat financially. And wow, if I could raise the $2,500 during this outbreak, how incredible would that be? That's like, even more special and even more crazy that like people are gonna band together and do this. And so I went for it and in two days we raised over half of the goal. We have over $1,400 with, I am teary-eyed right now, which is super exciting. And it's definitely slowed down. Like today's day three and I think I've gotten $50 in donations. But I wonder if if I was able to raise that the fourteen hundred that I've raised so far because of of this outbreak. Like I wonder if I would have raised that if this wasn't happening. So it's just I, and I'll never know. I will never know. But it's I'm I'm touched. I guess that things have still gone through and have been so positive so far. Um, so that's what's up with the money coat. If you want to donate um, for ten dollars, your name will be added onto the money coat. So I am putting backers' names onto the coat. So for $10, your name will be added to the coat. For $30, your name will be added to the coat and you will get a pair of kindness boxers. So I'm using this as a way to get rid of that old inventory. Um, that $30 does include shipping so and that's all in. So $30, you get your name on the coat, you get the kindness boxers. For $100, you're considered a silky champion. You get your name on the coat, you get a pair of kindness boxers, and you get a 100% hand-dyed silk scarf. Um I have been doing a shout out for every person that's donated on my Instagram page and I will probably be, no I will be, I will be adding everybody's name to dsilky.com as well when the campaign is finished. Okay, on a lighter note, I feel like it's so weird how we're all dealing with this virus. So I didn't want to rush to the grocery stores and like stock up because I thought it was gross that everyone was basically buying out the stores and that people that live like paycheck to paycheck wouldn't be able to go and buy groceries when they did have money. So I really tried not to do that. Um, but when it got like really scary, I was like, okay, like I'm going to go pick up a few extra things so that I don't need to be going into the grocery store for the next couple of weeks and exposing myself to like sickness or potentially like passing it on or whatever. Um, And I made these, like, energy balls for the first time, which were delicious. It has, like, white chocolate chips and cranberry... Cranberries. Cranberries, and it was, like, so good. And uh, and then I get up this morning, and Ryan's in the living room doing Pilates, and I just looked at these granola energy balls that I had made. And then I looked over at Ryan doing Pilates in the living room, and I thought, wow, we are turning into my sister-in-law, Kelly. Like, Kelly is, like, goals, okay? She's, like, one of those, like one of those rare breeds that just keeps her house super clean all the time cooks super healthy is has a cat and a dog is an amazing mother and she's like still cool like I'm like oh Kelly like you should read this book she's like on it I'm like oh Kelly I like this podcast she's like downloading it now So Kelly's, like, one of those cool moms that's, like, an amazing mom and still can have an adult conversation, and so I just felt like, wow, like, this coronavirus is actually good for us. I mean, I live on a diet of 79 cents dill Pickle Chips and Starbucks coffee, and now I'm eating granola, so good for me, really. Also, I tried White Claw for the first time. Those things are dangerous. I'm addicted to them. I've had the lime, and I've had the black cherry. I've got a mango in the fridge for later, but, um they are dangerous. They're so, so good. It tastes like you're eating a popsicle, but they're like, they're too good. Cause you just, you don't even taste the booze in it. So you just, you get carried away sometimes. But I would say if you're on the East coast, make sure you stock up on maybe brewery because that is the best beer ever. A workhorse. Oh, oh, you don't need very much of those. Those are delicious. Okay, well, that's all I had to say about the coronavirus. Um, Can't wait to finish this money coat campaign and then start doing all the behind the scenes of making the coat and putting the cash into the coat and getting everyone's name on the coat. It's going to be a wild time. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay creative, silkies.